You're a freak! Hello everyone, I'm Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome back to another wonderful episode on the Get of the Gap. I'm your host. With me, I'm my co-host, Shane, aka the Beautiful One. How was last week? Because I wasn't here, I was unavailable. How was last week? Last week well, was, was the podcast done. for the freaks. The freaks? The, the freaks, freaks came freaks out to geeks. play. Oh, the freaks did. The freaks did come out to play. It was Simple Gear, uh, which I regrettably missed. The, the the one show I was really looking forward to covering this year, I wasn't able to show up to. And it yep but, yep yep. So it ha it, it just my always my luck. Am I right? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, Simple Gear was really good. By the way, go check out the show. But in, in any case, um, I am very happy to be back. With me also have my co-host Spencer. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, just had a relaxing day today, doing nothing, so, it's all good. Hell yeah. Fuck oh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And of course, uh, and, and we also have our resident sportsman, Adam. How are you doing today, Adam? I'm good. I'm eating rice, so I'm sorry. Yo, he's eating Hell rice. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's yeah, eating fucking grains. Time, so I'll be stepping away momentarily to, uh, to deal with stuff. But yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've been watching the uh, the only anime that matters, which is the NBA playoffs. Yeah, hell yeah. So, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm -hmm. Jamal Murray, Kitchener's own. <laughs> I'm from Kitchener yeah. too, so we share a spiritual connection. Yeah, well why don't oh, you shit. why don't you pitch these nuts in your mouth? That's the wrong sport, dumbass. That is the wrong. It's that doesn't, yeah, yeah, exactly like that. Uh, we have a wonderful show planned for you all today because we have some simulcasts to talk about. We have some simul pubs. So a couple pieces of news, of course, are featured anime of the podcast, which is Spence's Meta Doro de Doro, uh, which is one I've been really wanting to look to watch for quite a while. Um, it's been on my watch list ever since it came out, um, and as we know, watch lists are where anime go to die, um, to never be watched ever. ever. Ever, um, uh, but Dero managed to break out of the watch. Uh, managed to break out of there, which is nice. Uh, the only so ones that break out are the ones we are legally required to watch for this show. Yeah, Pretty so much. I basically threatened Spencer's life until we watched this show. So mm -hmm. yeah, but it didn't work the first time. So what made you well, think it would? Yeah, worked it obviously like worked the second time, so it's fine. No, I was going to do it anyways, but whatever. Whatever mm -hmm. helps you sleep at night. But we're very excited to talk about that. But first, let's start off with some simulcasts. Uh, we are still we are very close to the end of the season. However, however, we still have a couple of weeks to go. Uh, so seasonal awards will be next podcast. As such, uh, this is just going to be normal uh, uh, seasonal, uh, the basically normal simulcast discussions. Shane, anything you're watching you want to discuss or not? Lol, no. I haven't watched anime, man. You've been too busy. <laughs> Which means that the, the, the next two weeks is going to be catch-up for me. Um, the only thing I have to talk about in any meaningful way, and it's not even that meaningful because I did it's the same shit as always, uh, Vinland Saga. Anime of the century. Anime of the century. Peak anime of the fiction. The anime of all say. time. The anime. The anime of the anime of all time. It is so good. Uh, I, you know what? I'm gonna be really shocked if this doesn't end up as my anime of the year. Um, 
legitimately. I'm going to be very shocked. Unless some random original comes out and it's like, yo, I am the best thing you've ever seen. Um, they they finally got to the 100 punches. Oh. <laughs> that was my reaction. That blew out my speakers, man. I no longer have enemies. Yeah, I no longer have enemies. It's, it's so good. Ah, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, Vinland is also the uh, Vinland's my favorite show this season. I doubt that'll change. Spencer, anything you're watching you want to talk about? Nothing to really, you know, talk about. Uh, last podcast, Shane asked me how many war crimes were committed on Gundam. Uh, so now, updated, uh, massive amounts of war crimes. That's what I like, like to hear, baby. A ridiculous amount of war crimes have just been committed. Um, Gundam, very, very good. Uh, and ev- everything else, my opinions stay the same. Nothing's really changed. Hmm. There's a, there's a, there was many war crimes going on in Gundam. I don't oh, know what, and many war crimes going on in Gundam. I, uh, we are, we have four episodes off in the end, and at this point, yeah, uh, there's got, there's got to be a second season coming because. I can't see any of this wrapping up unless they want to like speed run, do like the fastest speed run you've ever seen to the end. Uh, but I don't, uh, which, you know, it's Gundam. They could totally do that. That's what Zeta Gundam did. They sped run to the end. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, and although they speed run to the end, we all know what that means. That means like half the cast is goners pretty much. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anything else you want to talk about outside of Gundam? No, for the first time, no. I really, I'm very, I'm very quiet about simulcast. It's dumb yeah. There's me. not a whole lot. This season's very consistent because there's not yeah. a whole lot of change, a lot of maneuvering, uh, going on. Uh, no, not not a whole lot of new stuff going on. It's, ba- it's basically like the stuff, the the stuff that I thought was good at the start of the season is good now, and the stuff that I thought was bad, I stopped watching. So like, and there's not a whole, there's not a whole lot here. Uh, frankly, other than uh, no, uh, no, other uh, no, other than like One Piece having the best Zoro episode in the history of Zoro, um, in the history of animation, greatest episode ever made. Who animated that? Who was like the head guy on? I think that? it was Ishiz- I think Ishizuka was the like lead animation. Because I was because it looked like Ichizuka. Uh, I I was wondering because I I didn't know. I used to I used to like know that shit, but I've been so busy. I just fucking fell off. I was like, oh, I don't know who directed this. Uh, if it was Ichijuka, I would imagine. I think it is, because he does. Doesn't he do most of the Zoro stuff? He does anyways? most of the Zoro stuff, and his style's very distinct. Like, a lot of the smears and blobs that show up, that's usually Ichizuka. A lot of in-cat yeah. frames, that's his shtick. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is that is true. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, and Zoro's fighting the Grim Reaper right now. Uh, so. <laughs> he is. Yeah, oh, he is. Uh, speaking of uh, One Piece, well, that moves on to Simulpubs, because One Piece had a couple of its biggest weeks the past couple of chapters. Uh, so let's let's discuss let's discuss some of that chain. What do you what, what do you what the fuck is Oda cooking? Food, some good delicious. Food. We really do be eating. We are eating. We are eating. Okay, so Shane, explain to the od- explain to the audience what's going on because it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> so much. So much. <laughs> Um, King Cobra and Vivi from Alabasta are D's. 
the five elders are weird ancient shadow monsters. Um, there are more seraphims based on warlords. So we have uh, Gecko, we have um, I can't remember. Dude, it's, there's so much going on right now. It's so much. Uh, yeah, the, uh, we know. Uh, uh, we know that uh, Saba was not the one who killed Cobra as well. Um, no, it was Emu. It was Emu, as I think we predicted. Um, also, okay, the, okay. Quote me if I'm wrong here, Shay. But didn't I make a joke about Vivi be, being the big twist, being Vivi being a D? Yes, you did. You very like? much did. So, and then Oda made her a D, like. Well, apparently the apparently the entire Nefeltari family line were D's, and they directly yeah. opposed the world government um, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's happening. Uh, we also have new seraphims of crocodile and flamingo, and who else? It was Daffy. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was uh, Daffy. Ge yeah, Gecko and uh, <laughs> was there a croc? It was a crocodile, yeah. Just all of them. There's, there's yeah. super-powered robot versions of all the warlords now. Oh, the warlord. Doffy was the one that got me, because I saw Doffy, and I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fucking, it's been a while. It's been a while since we've seen anything with Doffy, honestly. So, yeah, like, he's still little... in jail, as far as we know. Yeah. But I don't know for how much longer um, at this point. Um, but, yeah, that's happening. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of shit going on, and... At this at this point, uh, with one one piece, that we'll have one more chapter next week, um, in and then it'll go on hiatus for a month. Uh, so I'm wondering what is Oda gonna leave off on us that will have us like waiting a whole ass month for a new chapter? Is the question probably Murray Joie is going to blow up? It's gonna end with the so it's gonna end with the what act like the end of the reverie and then cut back to like the present day. And then y'all remember Egghead? Yeah, how long remember, has it fucking been since we've been? Long, dude, it's not. It hasn't been that long. It's been like four chapters, which isn't long compared to One Piece standards. It's like it's not like when we fucking when it's it's not like during Dressrosa where Sanji leaves and then we just don't see Sanji for like a year and a half, right? Um, which I had to watch in real time. That was uh, fun. Uh, but yeah, Shane, anything else manga-wise you want to discuss? Or nah? Uh, no. That was pretty much it. That was it? Okay. Also, Spencer. just to clarify, uh, it has yeah. been eight chapters since we've been to Egghead. Jesus Christ, it's been eight? Which oh, actually, yeah, that was the which, before then. Given, given the breaks, it's been three months. <laughs> Then three months. I was gonna say it's actually been okay. I I forgot. I I was like, oh no, we. I was like, we, it's like, oh, we've been only even flashback for a couple weeks. Like not that long. But I forgot that we been left Egghead all before the flashback started. Yeah. And then there was the stuff with Kobe and Garp and Blackbeard. Yeah, and then okay. they went into the I reverie totally stuff. forgot about that. Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, yeah. Uh, Spencer, <laughs> any mangas you want to talk about or nah? Um. So, Mashal probably has like. Maybe two chapters left, three chapters left. Like it's past me going. Oh, it's definitely in the end game. To like, no, it is ending. Uh, the the newest chapter has Mash 
beating the bad. Oh, so he's done. Like, he's down. I mean, I, he's not down, but... MASH just hit him with a German suplex that was called Gaia Galaxy. Nice. Um, and MASH didn't even let the guy finish his sad backstory. He interrupted Good. him. See, more, he's like, more anime no characters sim- should be like MASH. No sympathy, he said. You don't get any sympathy. Uh, and he's basically destroyed this man. Um, Physically and emotionally? It's definitely physically. He's now... Man's a puddle of goo. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so, like, I'm saying, like, between, like, eight, like, two chapters, so, like, maybe five chapters left, um, and then Masha will be done-done. Um, Black Clover, I'm, I'm caught up on Black Clover rules. Yeah, they're um, fighting! Yes. <laughs> That's Kaisen, what's happening. Kaisen? Yeah. Kaisen? Uh, Kaisen. Uh, you didn't tell Kaisen. me you hit him with a Batista bomb first. Yeah, yeah, I hit him with a Batista bomb first. Yeah, but uh, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, Kaisen's really good right now. Um, even if I'm having um, even Gojo fans on maximum copium right now, is that mm-hmm. all I'm gonna say? Uh, which is me. I'm on copium at the moment. Uh, uh but I'm very excited. But I'm very Kaisen's very good, very good right now. Same with it. MHA is also really good. We're finally cutting away from the fucking Dobby shit. We're done with that. Uh, we're done with that. I think we're going back. We're going back to. We're fi- finally going back to Toga, which is nice. Finally, took only what fucking half a year, I guess. But yeah. Now, and uh, does Adam want to talk about Chainsaw Man? Not gonna lie, Chainsaw Man came out like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I've completely forgot what happened. Do turn into a fucking. He was holding the bike. Um, I don't know. He's we still can't. fighting the devil. He's still fighting the fucking... No, it's just over. It's over. No, it's, um, it's over. It's over, yeah. Death showed up and the two years showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't death, Adam. No, famine showed up. My yeah. bad. Listen, I'm, I'm making dinner. You can't stop me. So, that's really all that. It was exciting when I read it, but it's like... I want more, you know? Well... His oh, chapters are so fast. His chapters are so fast. They're, it's, they're, this arc was especially action-heavy, so you go through a chapter, like, you wait two weeks for it, it comes out, and you're like, oh boy, it's here. You're done in two minutes. You're like, oh, that was fun. Was what, a great, what a great chapter of Chainsaw Man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah I mean, a- he, uh, the the big thing to come out of it is that famine actually doesn't want to destroy humanity uh, because she's a big fan of Chinese food and pizza. Not me too. Based, I mean, so based. So we now have at least two of the four slash three of the four who don't outright want to end humanity. Um, but first, Nayata has to go to school. They gotta go. They gotta go to school, man. There's a school arc. Where's this? There's a school arc. Where's the school? The school's dead. The school died. Yeah. Oh yeah, it blew up. It it, it it it's the Chainsaw Man world. It blows up multiple times on a daily basis. I wonder what's true. Oh, sorry, not world. 
Because, like, it's guaranteed to be paid out. So, like, why would you bother? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Not all, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think in that, I think in that case, since there's not a whole lot in terms of the simul stuff going on, let's just jump straight into news and then we'll have more time to discuss those as well as our feature anime. Uh, so let's just jump right into news. Uh, who here has heard of Macross? It's the meme. Well, I have. Vaguely okay. familiar. All right. Um, Oh, the final day of the Sankyo, uh, 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 no, of the Sankyo Final Live Tour uh, 2023 concerts ended on Sunday with an announcement that a new Macross animation project is launching from Sunrise. Uh, Studio New Way began the Macross franchise in 1982 with the Super Dimension Fortress Macross, a, transfer, a, t- a TV anime series featuring the themes of a love triangle, music, and transforming fighter planes. Uh, studio New Way worked with advertising agency Big West and the anime studio Tachinoko Production as production partners. The franchise has since spawned more three television series, Macross 7, Frontier, and Delta, several theatrical films, including the widely acclaimed Do You Remember Love, and several video series, including Macross 2, Macross Plus, and Macross Zero. Macross Plus, by the way, has the distinction of being the directorial debut of uh, Shinichiro Watanabe, the director of Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. Uh, 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 the latest animated work in the Macross franchi- franchise was the feature film Macross Delta Zetai, which opened in Japan in October 2021. This will be the first Macross series done by Sunrise, uh, which which is really in- which is really fucking interesting for the sole reason of Macross back in the day and for whenever they come out is usually the rival to Gundam. They're usually like the, the, the other, they're the other animation studio, the the other popular mecha from the other guys. Uh, so now sunrise is now doing both of them though. So, uh, that's maybe a little concerning, uh, just from a competitive competition perspective. Uh, but we are getting a new, we are getting a, New Macross. I'm using this as an opportunity to tell people to go and watch Macross, if, the original Macross, if they can. Because it's really great. What gunpla there could be? What is? Isn't Macross like a mech show? Or is there something else? It is a mech show, yes. It is a mech show uh, with the gimmick of, of it having the gimmick of having the mechs be like, tran- like literally being able to transform. They were the first real show to do, they were like the first show to kind of do that. Um, basically, you had the mechs, and they like transformed into like fighter jets and shit. You know, so you know how. In- Think about all the potential gunpla you could sell. I know it's not the right term for it, but I don't care. Yeah, I'm yeah, a yeah. yeah you know how in uh, Zeta Gundam the the Gundam like transforms and shit. That's yeah. where they got it from. That's why Zeta did it. Because yeah. Macross did it and it was really popular, so they're like, make the make the Gundam transform, sell fucking toys, and it did. Um, so, so that, so this, that's happening. Obviously it's very difficult. It obviously, uh, the, the, I'm hoping that everyone gets a chance to watch the original Macross at some point, uh, because it is finally getting a proper release in America. It's been long stuck on with Harmony Gold and Robotech and all that shit for decades. And now they have kind of a deal in place to actually release the original Macross in its original format here in the West. So when that comes out, definitely check out check it out, please, if you can. It is a classic for a reason, and in a lot of ways was kind of the start of the mecha boom of the 80s, as well as, weirdly, the idol boom of now. Um, it's a little complicated. Uh, 
they ba- they use the power of song to defeat aliens. Um, that's what I'm, uh, that that's wow. a thing that's in the show. Simple uh, Gears Two. How exciting! Yes. Um, yes, indeed. Um, our next piece, of, our next piece of news is about Hayao Miyazaki. If you were on Twitter, you probably saw uh, yeah. what this was about. Um, but yes, uh, if you've been wondering why you've hardly heard anything about Hayao Miyazaki's latest feature film, How Do You Live, which opens on July, which opens on July fourteenth in Japan. Um, uh, Studio Ghibli producer Tocha Suzuki revealed the answer in a video interview with Abunge uh, Shinju Magazine last Friday. Uh, Suzuki remarked that he was done with the full-blown marketing cycle, implying that he neither he nor Hayao Miyazaki have the energy for it anymore. You get tired of doing the same thing over and over. We wanted to try something new this time. Suzuki also cited other reasons for foregoing the marketing. He, he remarked that if audiences are interested in watching something, they won't need trailers to be convinced. He mentioned that some films spoil their stories through trailers, pointing fingers at, at a certain Hollywood film that will open in Japan around the same time as How Do You Live? Which I do not know which one he is talking about. Uh, uh, because I do not know the Japanese release cycle. Uh, but so far, the studio has not revealed a plot summary or even the voice cast. It only unveiled one post for How Do You Live embedded below. Uh, Suzuki commented that throughout his entire career working on Ghibli posters and marketing, this was his first poster that Miyazaki went out of its way to praise. This also influenced him to choose a minimalistic approach to, to, minimalistic approach to the film. No TV spots, no newspaper ads, nothing. Just the visual. He emphasized throughout the interview that these were his real feelings and that he had the audience's interests in mind, even though he did cheekily admit at multiple points that his motivations were self-serving. So, what's interesting is that we have a Ghibli film coming out in like a month, and that's all- we don't know any- we don't know anything about it! We know jack and shit! And I wanted to pose- I want to pose a question to the fellow film, uh, major in here. Uh, uh, do you think this will work? Because I'm very curious, because I get what they're trying to go for. However, Shane, do you think that this, that with the general public, the people, you know, the non-chronically online, will this work? Will this type of marketing actually work? I feel like in this specific circumstance, this 100% could work with flying colors. Because... The buzz around this movie is going to be carried via name brand alone. It's got Ghibli attached to it. It's got Miyazaki attached to it. That's all the Japanese people need to go see it, regardless. Anyone needs. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Ghibli Miyazaki. Everyone knows who. Well, not everyone knows who Ghibli is, but most people, you ask them, like, hey, are you aware of Studio Ghibli? And, like, they'll say yes. Like, they, they're the one, like, I think anime, um, like, studio. Like anime studio and, and finger coats because they're obviously a lot more than that. But they're the one that has like real international breath. Like if I asked my parents about like Bones or Mappa, they'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I asked them like, "Hey, you watched the new Ghibli?" They're like, "Oh yeah, I watched Ghibli before." So, mm-hmm. rich. they got they got the name brand that not many other. Uh, they got the name recognition. Yeah, and it's a big it's fucking name. Mm-hmm. They also have. They also have the um the fact that this is supposed to be this is this is Miyazaki's final film for the third time. Um, Who's like Tarantino? Uh, 
Um, it's like it's like Tarantino. Uh, it's like Tarantino. That being said, um, I with this one for some reason my gut is telling me that this is this might actually this is very this is probably for real this time. Like this is his last one, like for real. I think they all um, I no because Miyazaki for one Miyazaki's like he's like ninety two. He's that man is old as sin. That man gonna um, die soon. I don't know if he'll be able to finish another movie especially since apparently he did he animated apparently like 60 percent of this movie himself or something like that yeah he, I mean, he, he, he don't got no like one in the movies but mm -hmm. he's gonna die on a movie set i think he wants it that way i think miyazaki um he'd want to go animating something too he wants to die pen and paper in his hand he's, he's gonna, they're gonna walk into the studio one day and they'll find miyazaki like dead while finishing up like a scene or whatever and that's gonna be like let that's gonna be legendary if they finish the movie afterwards to be like this is the movie that miyazaki literally died finishing making. the final he's the final no shot is says, check this shit out the, the <laughs> final shot of ashita no joe but it's miyazaki on a fucking animation bench that's literally that's literally how it's going to be. That's what's going uh, like. And for those wonder, for we don't even know much about the film. The oh, I think the only other thing we know is that it's supposed is that it's not going that that the movie is not going to be like a Rin Rises or a Kiki's Delivery Service or like a uh, or Ponyo, where it's like a little bit more low key. Apparently, this is more of a Howl's Moving Castle, Princess Mononoke affair. Um, so it's, this is like a high epic fantasy thing, action fantasy thing. Like they also like N Nausicaa as well. So honestly, that sounds wicked cool. I feel like Miyazaki's like strength when Miyazaki's like doing like epic fantasy is like the best thing you've ever seen in your fucking life. Uh, so I'm, so I'm hope I'm really hoping it's more of that. I'm hope, um, we still have no info about a about the North American release. I dropped something. Um, That's crazy. Um, Give it up for uh, the dropped item, everyone. Yeah. Anyway, you. continue. Thank you. Uh, but we have no word still on an American on the American release side of things for this. Uh, uh, all uh, if it follows like other Ghibli films have, it's probably going to get picked up by G Kids, and G Kids is probably going to aggressively market this thing. Uh, um, against Oscar Miyazaki's season. wishes. Oh no! The, the well, the, the, uh, apparently, apparently, um, from what I know, uh, at least on the American side of things, they are really trying to get. They really want to get this thing like a Best Picture nomination. Like that's what they want. Uh, good luck. <laughs> good fucking luck, guys. Um, I can't. A good fucking, but that uh, G Kids is probably gonna aggressively market this thing come Oscar season. So that's probably it's probably. So my guess is December. Uh, this thing's absolutely gonna get hit like with the hol with the holiday release, and uh, and against Miyazaki's wishes is absolutely gonna get like a full blown trailer. Uh, but I'm very uh, a full blown trailer. But I'm I I'm ho I'm hoping this works because if this does work, it could actually lead to maybe some like other sh movies doing this. I would love to see like other movies like take this kind of approach where we just know nothing about it and then just like drops like here's the movie, bitch. There's no go in blind. You really have to have like name recognition for that. I know Miyazaki is probably one of the few you can do that, but I saw. I want to see Nolan do something like that. Yeah, I saw Fableman's. No idea what it was about. Never saw a trailer. Just went in the theater and watched it because Spielberg was there, and I'm like. Yeah, I'll see the new Spielberg. It was Tuesday. Yeah. It was cheap night at the uh, Cineplex. My brother and I went out for ribs. You know, we got fucking 
Spielberg movie is tight. And and Fablemans is so fucking good, dude. Yeah. So I want to see. I want to see Nolan do it. I feel like Nolan would do it. Yeah. 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 Whether or not the studio will agree to it is another matter because I know that Nolan spends like ten gajillion dollars on his movies, and I have a feeling that the studio will be like, "Well, we gotta market it because it costs too much money." Um, I think they would agree to something like a black screen, like Christopher Nolan movie title date, like a fifteen-second trailer that you put on like the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then everyone's like, it's, it's, and then people get talking because it's a movie so secretive that they're going to have to go see it to see what it actually is. Turns out it's Barbie too. Yes. Yes. No, the, uh, the, 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 that would, they got to, they got to do that every time. Our Barbie movie has to open with Nolan now every time. Otherwise, I don't care. A final piece of news. A final piece of news. Uh, has to is less news and more so. Uh, we find we we get, we cover this every time that these numbers come out. But we have the numbers for what we have the top for the top selling manga in Japan, um, and top selling no- light novels in Japan for the first half of the year. Uh, we'll start with manga. Uh, we'll start with manga. Shane, do you want to get okay? Shane, give your give your guess as to what the highest selling one is. Chainsaw Man. No. Okay, Spencer, what's your chat? What's your guess? Um, Spy Family. Spy Family. Okay. Yeah. Adam, can Adam? Do you want to guess? Uh, Mid Jutsu Kaisen. So JJK. Mid Jutsu Kaisen. Mid Jutsu Kaisen. Okay. Same. I didn't like it. I couldn't get through the first season. It was boring. All right. You're fucking. Right. Nobody asked you. All right. All right. So the top. So the, for the my address right. is <laughs> just dox yourself. <laughs> just do- yeah. let Adam do- let Adam dox himself, so that way he can get harassed by the most in- the most normal people on the internet. Exactly. Anime fans. They're all, they're all like you never leave their basement. So I think I got a pretty good shot. There's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, for the top five, we have in fifth place, we have One Piece at 3.6 million copies sold. At fourth place, Jujutsu Kaisen no! at, at 3.8 million scrub. copies sold. Third, in third place, Slam Dunk uh, with 4.2 million copies sold. Probably the first Slam Dunk came out in theaters, that's why. Um, and made like a billion dollars in Japan. It's like one of the most successful anime films of all time over there. Um, um, in second place is Chainsaw Man. Um, you know what? I'll take this over. So number one, and then number one, Shane's going to be very happy about this, is Blue Lock. Let's no 8 way. million copies sold. Go. Would that count? So this is just for the first half of the year, right? So this is just the first half of the year. This is just for the first half of the year. Um, yeah, Blue Lock, by the way, uh, basically doubled Chainsaw Man's sales for this year. I assume uh, there's a lot of, of carryover from the World Cup. It's it, World Cup and Blue Lock also's anime aired in the winter as exactly. well. Exactly, it, it was like the best possible time. So. It was the best possible time, but blue. This is the first time Blue Log is in the top five at all, um, and it's also the first the f- number one. 
Yes. Uh, 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 some some uh, some standard uh, from la if you uh, so, uh, some big things. Uh, both Tokyo Revengers and Spy Family nowhere to be found. Um, Lol, rip. It's over. Um, I expect over. Spy Family to come back by the end of the year because the new season airs. That's usually yeah. what happens. And the movie. And the, yeah, and the movie. The movie is especially. As for light no as for light novels, in tenth place we have Campfire Cooking in Another World with My Absurd Skill. I hate that title. I'm turning my ears off. Too. Uh, uh, at, at number nine, we have the Hoshino Kirby novelization, which I do not know what that is. Oh, it's a Kirby thing. Um, it's like, it's actually a Kirby thing. Uh, and eighth place, got that time I reincarnated as a slime. Seventh place is, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Yes, it is. Sixth place, the Apothecary Diaries. Uh, uh, number five, Classroom with the Elite Year Two. Number four, Aya Sometimes Hides Your Feelings in Russian. And number three, the Blue Lock novel. Um, in yeah, second the place, Blue Lock's fucking real, dude. Blue Lock's real. <laughs> yeah. And number two, and number two, the Suzume adaptation. Oh. Um, yeah. written by Makoto Shinkai himself, by the way. He does this for what every single one. Makoto Shinkai. Yeah. And in first place is the Angel Next Door spoils me rotten. If Josh was here, if Josh was here, he would he would be losing his shit because he loves. He would be cheering. But he's not here, so. But he's not here, so we can. Uh, not here. You know what? I'll DM him. If what's really interesting, what's really interesting, what's really, what's actually kind of interesting about this though is that the Suzuma is that the Angel Next Door uh, has been selling for like six months. Meanwhile, Suzume has only been selling for a month, and Suzume is like ten thousand copies behind it. So if by the end of the year, I have a feeling Suzume is going to surpass that uh, more than likely, which happened last, which. Happened last time. Reverend with the Reverend with you light novel hit at the same time as the movie did, and like sold like a gajillion copies. It's really uh, funny. That I just discovered now because of this, but like, it's cool that Japan does their own like movie novelizations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool that that's still a, that's still a thing. It's still a thing in some other in some places too. Like, uh, I learned recently that the D and D movie got a novelization. I thought does, I think yeah. that's cool as shit. Bring back movie tie-in books, like exactly, and bring back movie tie-in games too. Man, they should make a movie tie-in novel of Dune. There was a wait a minute. They should wait. No, that, that that that's a good idea. Oh, here he comes. He's <laughs> typing in chat. There it is. Oh, <laughs> I DM'd him, and his words were "Yo, let's go." And now, Demon Girl Next Door Supremacy. If he was here, he would be cheering right now. Yeah, but yeah. But yeah, uh, we'll get more new. No, the uh, once we hit, once it hits around, uh, once it hits around end of November, beginning of December, we'll get the new. We'll get the info on the rest of the year, and we'll see what was the big winner. Uh, what, uh, what was the big winner uh, for the whole year? Last year, I believe the winner was Jujutsu Kaisen for manga. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I'm going to double check right now because. I don't want to be. I remember Super wrong. Video had that. So, uh, yes, it was Kaisen. Kaisen was the number one, along with Tokyo Revengers at two. So, um, all of which, yeah, both of which are completely, completely out, of, completely gone. Um, completely gone. I'm, so I'm thinking. Four. What is? Kaisen was four, right? Kaisen. Uh, 
Yeah, no, yeah, Kaizen was four. Yeah, Kaizen. Well, it, 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 it fucking Tokyo Revengers is gone though. That yeah. thing collapsed. To be fair, that thing also apparently fan also completely collapsed quality wise from what I've heard. So like, it's, it had a, um, uh, an ending that can only be described as Attack on Titan esque. So I understand their pain. Don't worry about it, guys. It's a, it's okay. It's okay. There there's a th there's it's there's therapy for that. It's called going outside. Yeah, it's called touching I've been eating dinner with two separate forks, so that's how Damn. you know this part doesn't go He's great. fucking dual wielding, bro. He's dual he's dual wielding for he's eating twice as fast. I think I have to make me eat twice as slow. Because if I eat twice as fast, I'm going to the ER. You need double the brain power to maneuver two forks at the same time. Precisely. Yeah. That's how uh but yeah. And that's all for news. Again, not a whole lot of news. They'll probably say again, uh they're probably saving a lot for uh, and they're probably saving a lot for Anime Expo, which is in a couple weeks, and also most of the news that has been the past couple weeks has been gaming related because it has been Summer Games Fest and a bunch of stuff going on. Out for Gamers rise up! Yes, it, it it got a series of movies. You know, it got a bunch of movies, but do you think they're going to remake the uh, Persona Three anime, or do you think I that's even not. like? Do you think that's too uh, ridiculous even for the, the Persona Three movies are not great, so yeah. I would not. I would rather them just ignore it, pretend it ignore never it. happened. Just put the budget need... you would waste on that into the game to give it the content. No, that you're you know what? So no, what they... It has to have movies and anime. Obviously, got to have a stage performance. Got to have no, manga. no, because okay, okay. The only good Persona anime that has ever been created is the it's original P4 anime. Everything else has been fucking terrible, and I will or die mid. on that hill. No, or not mid. even mid. It's just bad. It's just not good. They're, 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 glorified, they're glorified advertisements. Which are my favorite types of adaptations, where it's like, yeah, this does nothing. I could just be playing the game. You could, you could literally uh, just be spending your time. Remember the, the, remember the Scarlet Nexus anime? Remember the that. world ends with you? I finished that, Matt. Yeah, I just played the game instead. <laughs> I just, just played, the game. played the game. Like, mm -hmm. but no. At that point, no yeah, more that point, Persona. No more, no, no more Persona. Persona's no canceled. More persona, no more Persona anime. No, no, no. Persona's just canceled. It's gone. You know what? Yeah, here. Persona's canceled. Not just the video games, but the psychological concept. As cancel well. P. No cancel P. Three Reload. Cancel P. Five yep. Tactica. Yep. All of it. In the trash. The, the, the guy who the 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 fucking I know Reload's been like with like fucking removed for a while. The guy who originally leaked that is basic. Uh, the guy who originally leaked that who was like completely right by the way about the whole thing. Um, literally pretty much everything that came out about it. Uh, apparently according to him, piece that the, the way that they want to develop the way that Atlas is going, Persona Six won't be out until like twenty uh, twenty twenty six twenty twenty seven or something like that. So we're gonna it's gonna be a bit. Gonna be a bit. Insane. It's gonna. I can't wait until like I can't wait until like ever until like they do like a bunch of more Persona stuff and it's all P five for like the next yep two years. Well, I'll fucking buy it. I'm a, of course, you well, you it. won't because it'll probably come to Game Pass. <laughs> if I, I'm not it's, there. It's all coming to Game Pass. It, Tactica's coming to Game Pass, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Okay. Tactica and Reload are coming to Game Pass day one. So Atlas yeah. and Xbox are just fucking. They're just fucking. Yeah, they're just that. Just... Oh yeah, oh yeah. What is Sega? Well, Se yeah, Sega's 
technically uh, owns Atlas. So. It's, Donovan, it's also the uh, Yakuza guys, I think. RGG's own. Yeah, they own, yeah, they own RGG, yeah. And uh, all which, the games are on Game Pass. Yeah, which is also partly the reason why um, uh, fucking uh, the guy head, the, the head of RGG left initially. What was the fuck is his name? Negoshi. Again? Mr. RGG. Mr. Ryu Gotoku. Yeah, the Negoshi. Uh, apparently, he the reason he left RGG uh, was because Sega tried to make him this like the basically the chief creative officer of all of Sega. <laughs> He's uh, like, no. <laughs> <I won't." laughs> well, the, the reason the, the, because if well, once you become the chief creative officer of like an entire company, you ain't making games ever again. Like you are now a businessman. You are now the executive. You're making yeah. the executive decisions, and I don't think he want. He didn't want that. He wanted to make. He's like, I want to make the games. I want to make games. That's yeah, what I, I want to do. You don't want to go from being an artist to a uh, businessman. It can kind of yeah. blow. Yeah, it kind of it kind of blows. Like I, I, I mean, like I bet. I mean, I bet. Like if you look at the, I bet if uh, here's the thing. If I saw that and I saw how much money it was paying, I'd just be like, I'd be like, ooh. But then I think about it, I'll be like, hmm. So. Yeah, it's I get I totally get I totally get that. However, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about our featured anime of the podcast, which is Spencer's Meta, the dark fantasy action series Doro Hey Doro, directed by Yuichiro Hayashi and written Hi. by Hiroshi Seko Hi. from Hi. Studio Hi. Mappa. Uh, it originally aired in Japan from January 12, 2020 to March 29, 2020 for for 12 episodes and is currently licensed in America by Netflix and you can go watch it on Netflix. I watched uh, Yeah, you can go watch it on Netflix where it received a you know uh, uh, where it is also dubbed and what's it both in dub and sub. Uh Dore Doro is set in a near post-apocalyptic future where there are three realm where there are three separate realms whole which is a uh city inhabited entirely by humans this world of the sorcerers which is a vibrant land of magic users and a hell a criminal tort a, a criminal underworld which is led by demon which is led by deceased sorcerers and demons uh demons who are well who, what is a sorcerer the sorcerers are two are basically a separate species from humanity, even though they look completely differently. However, unlike humans, they were just, they are they originate from primordial demons. The series takes place in this world and follows, you know, and follows a group of characters. It follows a group of characters, mainly Cayman and Dicado and a couple of others. All of which, no, no, uh, all of which are, no, no, all, no, all of, no, all of which live. I can't talk today. You want me to do um, it? Yeah, you I'll can do it. it. Go ahead. I'll do it. Okay. So Dora Dora takes place in a world where there are two separate factions. One faction are the people who wear Tim's all day. The other faction are the people who wear Air Force Ones all day. And that's all you have to know. Does it, and, then, and they fight in shit. And also they live right. in they live in the main city and they and they do shit and they're they trying shoot to shoot smoke out of their hands. They shoot they smoke out of their hands the and they're trying to fucking deal with the sorcerers and the demons coming into the city instead, and there's a bunch of other. This stuff show going makes on. no fucking sense. There's a lot of shit in this show. It's a 12 episode series trying to adapt a 23 volume manga. Oh no, it's not trying to adapt the whole thing. I mean, it feels and that's like a it, problem. If it feels, it what feels like it is. Um, oh no, uh, it stops at a pretty good point actually for when it was. Yeah. Whether or not, 
Yeah, uh, but let's uh, but yeah, let's talk about Dora. The, but let's talk about Dora. Hey, Dora. This has been a show that's been on my watch list for a while. One because it's Mappa, um, and I'm a bit and it's twenty. It's Mappa at its peak, but also because it's done by Yudhishthira Hayashi, who one is the director on the current, uh, who took over from Araki and the people at Ma at Wit for Attack on Titan when it entered its final season, but was also the director of a show called Garo the Animation, which I was a big fan of, um. Uh, so I, so I, uh, so I was, so I was looking forward to that, that based on that alone, I heard a lot of great things and also about how it was a great example on how to see kind of blend CG and 2D together in an interesting way. Uh, Shane has also been wanting to watch it and he's finally seen it. Shane, what did you think of Dodo Hey Dodo? Dodo Hey Dodo is a fucking mess, dude. <laughs> it's like, it's all over the place. None of it makes any goddamn sense. It is fucking batting. It's, it's, it, I'm, having an, I'm having an aneurysm just trying to like mentally process this show Not because it's because it's like it's so messy. It's so jarring. It's unfocused. It's cluttered. It's all over the place. But it kind of fucking rules. It's like, I don't, man, this is the most confused I've been trying to explain a show and my feelings on it in a long time, because it's got so many outlandish concepts and characters and just shit, just shit going on. Just shit happens in the show, and that's it. None of it makes sense, but don't worry about it. It's cool. It's rad. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty much how I got through the show. Um, CG's not great. But it looks pretty good sometimes. It's very messy. But I like it. I, it's, it's so, so fucking weird. Like the weirdest show we might have ever covered so far. And we just covered Simple Geek. That is true. You have weird definitions of weird. It sure makes total sense to me. I'm just built different. It, I guess. Exactly. No, straight up, Adam. It makes complete sense to me. This is not a confusing show. No, this is not confusing in the slightest. In the slightest. Maybe, maybe, Adam, it is because we have already seen it. We'd already watched Probably. it. Because this is our second time going watch. through it. But, okay. like, everything makes sense. It's weird. And I'll take over from Shane, uh, assuming that Shane doesn't have any last minute thought, initial thoughts. You're a bitch. Mm -hmm. That's that's a, a lot from you, Mr. Host. That, that, that is an initial thought. Um, mm -hmm. So I'll take over because this was my my meta, um, and this was a show uh, that me and my good friend Adam watched when it was coming out weekly uh, back in 2020. Um, yes, this show is weird. It is extremely weird. It is esoteric. It it, it has a a love for pop culture re references and the world itself is a confusing mess sometimes. But the actual through line of the plot is pretty easy to follow. You have the main character, Cayman, or Kaiman, whose head got turned into a lizard by a sorcerer who has amnesia, and there's a person living inside of his head who may or may not be Kaiman. Um, 
who's looking for the person who turned his head into a, into a lizard. And because he has a lizard head, he can't be targeted by magic. Magic doesn't work on him. Got it. Then you go to the next character, Nikaido, who is a person who found Ka uh, Kaiman, and she's a sorcerer who has time magic, and everybody wants her because her magic is busted. And she has a restaurant, she tries to do her best to help people. Easy peasy. Um, I, I partially agree with Shane. Um, I actually don't think the CG looks bad at all. Um, I, I, I've seen bad CG. I know what bad CG looks like. Bad CG was a friend of mine. You, sir, have no, are, are no bad CG. Um, it's, it is a complicated show full of nothing but radical shit happening. And, you know, it's one of those shows where it doesn't need to make perfect sense because just look at what's happening on the screen. Love the show. Mm -hmm. All right, Adam, you can take you can take the reins now. Matt, can you go first? I'm eating right now. Oh, I'll go for it. Then just I'll go first. Just eat and talk, dude. People have done it before. No. Fucking Josh it. was eating Korean food. Just be a man. I don't want to go to the hospital. All right. I'll go first. I'll go first. It'll be fine. Um, so I have been wanting to watch Doi Doi for a while, mainly because again, like I mentioned, I like the staff behind it, and it's it's the kind it's the kind of weird kind of dark fantasy th shit that I like, which is you know, dark fantasy shit I like, which is unique world kind of very unique character designs and premise and after watching it um honestly all this show really did was tell me i really need to check out the manga of this i really need to read this i feel like i for context i really liked dorhei doro a lot i liked this and i liked what they did here i think that the CG here is not the best I've ever seen but the way it's integrated into the actual show is kind of in is really interesting um, and I like how they use it for sp certain characters to emphasize certain things. It feels it feels very it feels very creatively motivated over some other stuff, which I like. Uh, that being said, I do feel like I need to read this. I feel like the, there's something from the app from the from this anime adaptation that's kind of missing, and I can't really just I don't know what it is. I feel like there's like connective tissue that's missing. I 100 uh, percent agree, Matt. I feel like there's some X factor here that's just missing. That maybe maybe that's why I feel the way I do. Like something is like something fundamental about this series is just missing from this adaptation that's making me go ah oh, maybe this has more problems than it actually does just because the anime itself is missing a core component which it's connective tissue uh it's connective tissue really i feel like what's missing is if you it, instead of and i don't know if now i haven't read the manga so i do not know if the manga is like this if the manga is like this then okay no then ignore what i'm saying but if the manga but to, from the from the stuff that I can tell, it the anime scene it jumps around a lot. It there's a lot going on, and it's almost like every every episode past the first is basically like three different mini shows in one. And I, a part of me thinks that whatever that the and that the that they try to incorporate this struck this like weird structure into the anime. Um, to try to like move around the fact that they were probably cutting out some pretty major material in order to keep this twelve episodes. 
Um, and be, no, because no, because the manga was done when they adapted Dore Doro. They adapt they it's they, the and they had twenty three volumes worth of material to go off of. Uh, uh, and which is a, that's a lot of that's a lot of material. Um, now I know for a fact that it doesn't adapt the whole thing. I don't know how far they go. Uh, but it does feel like there's some connective tissue missing. That being said, I can forgive all of that because the actual direction and pace of this thing is so wickedly good that honestly, as a as an exercise in vibes and just sheer insanity, it's really great. And I want more anime to be like this level of unhinged. Um, I love I love unhinged shit like this. It's always a blast, and I'm hoping. Uh, so, like, a part of a part of me thinking thinking to, my, uh, thinking to myself, I'm like, they should totally do like a blood blockade battlefront adaptation that's more similar to the manga like this, because I feel like that would be fucking great. Just in that terms of sheer, just fucking nutty insanity. Uh, but yeah, that's all I have to release. That's just initial like stuff. That came to mind. Adam, are you ready to go? Or... I'm good to go. Excellent. So, this anime is a bit different from like other uh, shows I've watched because most of the main market is shonen stuff. The most popular stuff, and I really only consume other stuff for this podcast. And when I do it independently, it's mainly shonen ballet, I mean, like My Hero or Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, most of that is for children. Um, they're yelling out their attacks beforehand. It's all very boring. It seems like there's, you know, no change in how anything works. They still treat you like you're 12 years old no matter what. Um, obviously, this show is not meant for 12 years old or 12 year olds, which is good. Um, I like how everyone is evil, I suppose. And not like in a bad way, like in a vibes way. Like, Kaiman, he's a good dude, right? He eats gyoza, he's chill. You probably want to hang out with him. But it'll put your head in his mouth. Like, that's pretty fucked up. Like, Nikaido's cool. I like her a lot. Um, she'll cut your head off. It's, like, totally fine. Not thinking about it. That's the kind of... That's the kind of, like, world-building via characters, you know? It's something that a lot of other shows that I see don't do. And I'm sure that I don't watch a lot of anime. So there's probably, like, 20 people in the comments that are going to be screaming, like, watch... Watch Cockfight Island or something like that. So there but i like i like the vibes of the show uh, the vibes are very fucked very strange uh, which is different from most things out there um the cg you mentioned it kind of janky i think it works for the setting because the setting you're basically split between two places for the entirety of the show you're split between uh, the sorcerer world which is just like it looks pristine and nice, but it's like a corrupt hellhole of like organized crime, of like mob lords, uh, whatever the hell N is, uh, the Mushroom Man. Um, and then there's the hole, which uh, is the hole. It's an oubliette of, uh, of disaster and pain and penance. Um, very apartheid South Africa, in a way. Um, I am, yes, I am calling uh, the Boers different species than humans, so that's the way it is. Um, I mean, they are Dutch, so... Yeah, they're, like, worse Dutch. They've been, like, baking in the sun for 250 years. A culture that produced Elon Musk is not quantifiably human, so... That's correct. That's your deal. So, 
that's obviously there's like no real like reference to that. That's just my internal like, haha, look at this funny headcanon. But um, I like how everything is just like weird. You know, like it, it expects you to take it at face value and doesn't try to be like too smart. Doesn't try to explain things like, yeah, this guy's got mushroom magic. Fucking deal with it, dude. This guy's head's a lizard. Too bad, man. You're not going to get any answers. This is the way it is. And more shows keep dumbing themselves down. This is, you know, across the uh, entire spectrum as things get melted down into content. And you start losing the art of things. Um, I really think that this is a very, very strange piece of art in a sense. Um, because it's it's extremely violent. Like, way more violent than, you know, most other shows out there. Um, there's a lot of murder. Both sides do a lot of killing. Um, and no one blinks at it either. No one's, like, having, like just like terrifying nightmares because they killed three dudes like they killed three dudes because they had to kill three dudes that's the way it is and that's it there's no like wasting time like my main problem with jjk is that it would just it just by the end of it i got up to the sports arc and it just felt like it was wasting my time like they do the normal shonen thing where they have to call their attack and that's fine you know the animation was great i really like that for every like good part of jjk there's a like an annoying part um, and then I got to the sports festival, right? Where they had like, I think it was episode 18 and it's forever burned into my mind for how insulted I felt. What they did was before the, like the opening, the OP ran, um, they, they showed like the team pulling off a plan, right? To neutralize their opponent. And you saw it happen and you were able to grasp what was going on. Like you could figure it out via the stuff that was portrayed in the show, like what you were watching. And then after the OP aired, they go back in time to explain the plan that you just saw. And I felt like I I felt like the show is treating me like I'm like mentally retarded. Like like the show thinks I'm four years old. Like I'm not watching like Treehouse anymore, you know? This is like an actual show. So that's my thoughts. It's weird. It doesn't hesitate, doesn't think twice. It doesn't care what you think about it more importantly. It's doing its own thing. And, you know, you need more of that when everything's trying to be the same. Everything's either generic shonen battle anime or um, some sort of idol anime or, um, you know, I found myself in a dungeon with 10,000 dildos. And it's all the same. So I'd watch that. That's my final thought. Also, to hop in there at the end, Matt, I want to tell you, by the way, this is yes. exactly how the manga is set up. Damn. The, the manga is, for all intents and purposes, a dark fantasy slice of life. You just follow these characters, and then near the end, literally, basically, slightly after where we get to, after the, the anime ends off, is when all the stuff happens. Which is when, like, I have insane shit... That, that I could talk about for the end of the manga, but no, it, it, it is a very well-made adaptation. Ooh, how interesting. You love to see it. That's just as a person who has read the manga and highly recommends it, by the way. Highly mm -hmm. recommends it. I mean, have you seen the fucking up, art? Yeah, it's so good, dude. A fucked up slice of life is a really good way to describe this. 
Because there's like an episode where they just go in like two different cities, stop like an acupuncture or something like that. And they go there and they kill a few people. They go to a fucking bumping club with like a giant Buddha statue. And by the end of the episode, they're back in the restaurant. And then there's a you know there's a baseball game. Why is there a baseball game? Who cares? The Kaido has the same batting as Ichiro. It's cool. People like it. So people do like it. I like it. I'm a big Ichiro fan. I know Spencer is too. Oh yeah. All right, uh, alrighty. Um, in that case, uh, Shane, who's your favorite episode of Dore Doro? My favorite episode is episode six, The Mushrooms Are Ready, aka The First Smoke, aka Manhole Elegy. You like so, no, it's, yeah, ah, yes, the, the, the mushrooms, uh, the mushrooms, love- which are insane. <laughs> and also, this is the episode with Shin's backstory, and that's genuinely one of the best. I guess vignettes in the entire show just because his backstory, his backstory is very like genuine and heartfelt, but also Shin's a crazy motherfucker. A man cut off his own arms just to find his own fucking smoke vein. And then they put his arms back together by sewing the meat chunks onto his stubs. And he just Mm -hmm. lived like that for a while. (laughs) Yep. It's it's crazy, dude. But yeah, um, episode six was, I think, the most fun I had with the show. Just because the mushroom shit's like, that's the good shit. Mm-hmm. Like you just you just you just watch a man grow an entire uh, forest of mushrooms and turn several people into mushrooms. That's what Doro Hedoro is like. Cons- that is distilled Doro. down to its pure essence. That is Doro Hedoro. Also, episode six introduces Johnson. It does introduce Johnson. But yes, I've, he's got a big no, dick. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Spencer, what was your favorite episode? Uh, my favorite episode is the is the episode after that. The all star dream game, which is also um, mine. Is also mine. I mean, what can I say? They play baseball with a reanimated corpse Mm. and then a man gets murdered because Nikaido hits the ball with her bat like like a fucking flick shot Nikaido hits the gritty she hits the gritty and then uh, and then we find out that Ebisu's magic is like uh, pretty crazy Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. And then you meet Chota, who is a being. I know. He he exists. Uh, what I like about this episode is that it leans into what I think Dora Dora does best, which is weird, which is ultra-violent shit, uh, ultra-weird violent fuck shit that's also, like, fucking hilarious. Um, it, it le- it's, it, it's, exa- it's, it, it, it's a distillation of what this show does best with like an it with like an absurd fucking premise for an episode as well like just an absolute like the kind of like the kind of premise for an episode where you have to add like where it's 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 clear that whatever the writers are on you you that's uh, some of that shit i want myself uh it I want, and I wanted kind of more of that from the show. I would imagine more of that's in the manga because, again, this doesn't adapt the whole thing. Uh, but, but no, but yeah, I did that. Like to me, episode seven is a really good distillation of 
what's really great about this show. I also really liked episode 11, by the way, as well. Um, uh, yep. I can, uh, uh, Adam, what was your favorite episode of Dorado? It's going to sound weird, but I didn't really have a favorite episode. Like, I've watched this show twice, and there's no real, like, the thing that stands out. It's just like I'm watching the show, and I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I like this a lot. And then you go to the next episode, and you're like, yeah, this is cool. I like this a lot. And there's no real, like, ups and downs. It's very consistent uh, throughout. I suppose I'd have to agree with Shane, and that Shin's uh, backstory is probably um, the most affecting part. Mm-hmm. But there's no, like, I really can't make a, a an honest opinion. Like, if I would tell you, like, oh, yeah, episode eight's the best. Like, I don't know. I can't tell you. Like, there's a good argument you can make for every single one of these episodes being the best. Like, there's no clear-cut, like, best episode. They're all good. They're all good. That's how a sign I'm, of a good show is when they're all banners. I only pick favorites when, I'm, when I when I feel like I hate something. I don't hate this, so. That's all, right. all right, Shane. Who's your favorite character from Dorado? Just knowing me as a person, just take a guess. Is it Noe? Take a guess. It's Noe. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Wow, that's so surprising. You tell right? me the big muscular, big, the big, big buff woman. lady who likes murdering people. <laughs> that's crazy. who would have thought that would have been my favorite character. Voiced by Jeremy Lay in the dub. That's literally all yeah. I have to say. Like, I don't have to explain myself. You know, big, know. a big buff lady who beats the shit out of people. Pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Fair. Fair. Uh, <laughs> Spencer, who's yours? Oh, it's 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 the boy himself, Cayman. 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 Voiced by Alex Lee. Yeah, Alex Lee. Uh. Man has two thoughts in his head, and it's have to find the guy who did this and mm, gyoza. gyoza. And I mean, <laughs> fair enough. I also love gyoza. And like I was talking about, there's some stuff from near the end of the manga that with with Kaiman that is both hilarious and badass. But he's such a good character, like POV character almost, because you know. Amnesia means that we don't have to be, means that anything he learns, we as the audience learn with him. Um, and not having to deal with, like, he has, if, if he had magic, it would be too confusing, because then you'd have to explain magic, the magic system. But basically, th- they just go, yeah, there's a dude in his mouth. We don't know who he is until we do know who he is. Um, he's trying to find the person who turned him into a lizard's. And that, go. And just run with it. And he's a very good character. He's great in both languages, uh, Japanese and English. So, and he's just a fun looking character. He's just goofy. He's a goofball. He's a massive goof. He's a big goof. He, he's like Unga Bunga. He is. He's like Ichiban he if Ichiban decided to like brutally murder people. And also had the head of a lizard. That too. Always forget about that. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, who's yours? Um, I'm a big Shinhead. Oh, um, yes. That's Same respect. here, That's respect actually. Right there. Because we gave something. I wanted to say, my first watch, when I first watched this, I was a big Nikaido fan. Just because she's neat, she's got a cool look. 
I like her shoes. It's got an interesting backstory. Exactly. I also like Shin shoes. They both got Air Force Ones, I think. So they're pretty tight. Yeah. But Shin's just cooler. Like, it just fucks shit with the hammer. I remember yeah. watching that um that original first Last of Us two chiller when they had everyone go into the uh it was like E three forever ago. But they had yeah. everyone go into like this big fucking thing. Like it oh yeah. Big, it was the big tent. It was the big tent, yeah. And then there's a scene that stuck with me where Ellie just brains a guy with a hammer and the head falls off and just sticks him head. And I'm like, that was pretty fucking neat. Yeah, and he just does this regularly. He's so yeah, and cool. Shin does that, and Shin does that. Well, I, I Dory runs a lot of Dory Doro does run on like the rule of uh, rule of cool, the rule of in cool. terms of what it, rule of cool, which I like. Um, and Shin is a great example of that. So it's like, okay, so what's the coolest character? Like, who's the character I thought had the coolest? I Shin. I think Shin has some of the. He's got one of the, my favorite. He's got one of my favorite designs. Uh, he does some of the coolest stuff. Again, he has one of the stronger episodes dedicated to his backstory and shit. Like Shane mentioned, he's got, he's got a lot of swag, you know. Yeah. So like, I think he's just a strong kid, and of course, and, and he's voiced by Sean Chiplock. Uh, who I'm a huge fan of. So like it's it's it, so it just like it's so Shin and as I, I mean I like the Kaido as well a lot as well. It does. Uh, yeah. Uh, I just no fuck it uh, fuck it. I was I think I was just I I I just lean more towards Shin because I think Shin is interesting. He's more you, interesting. You I, I don't know. Like, Every time I was on screen, I was like, I want to know more about this guy. I like this guy. Yeah, you want to like the. Uh... The uh, the hot girl who kicks people in the head and makes a gyoza, you know, that's very easy to like. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, the mafia cleaner who kills people with hammers, it's a bit harder. Yeah, it's like well, but I, every time I, I was like, I want to know more about this guy. I, I want to know this guy. What's this deal? What's this guy? No, uh, but yeah, I'm very. I know, but yes, but the favorite must come a least favorite chain. Who's your least favorite? I actually need some help deciding this. Someone else go first. Okay. Okay, uh, Spencer's gone to go get Borger, apparently. Ah, Getting Borgor. Yeah. I'll go first. Uh, Let's dox Spencer. Let's not. Why not? Do you want me to go? Let's dox Spencer. What do you mean, why not? Because it's rude to our friend. Let's dox dox Spencer. (laughs) Let's Let's not do that. Damn. Okay. I'll go, if you're going to take so long. Uh, you're gonna hate me for this. I it's not that I don't like him. I just don't like Tanba. Like I feel like his arc the whole time he shows up feels like it's wasting my time. Like yeah, cool, cool. You have a meat shop. There's like five other ways that Kaime could wind up in the uh, the other world, or the the uh, the sorcerer's world. I feel like mm-hmm. the meat shop guy was the most annoying way to do this. I know it's in the books. So there's really no other way. I just wasn't too big of a fan of him. I didn't like having him get some personally, but I didn't feel anything like I felt when anyone else showed up. Like, and you might hate me for this too. Um, when I was watching it via dub, I felt like so Alex Levos voiced Kaiman, right? Yeah. I felt like he was trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Like he was really trying to um, like approach that. Japanese, um, the original way the original Japanese voice actor did, which is you know embracing how crazy it is. Whereas everyone else is kind of just like more. I don't want to say more chill, but it's more in the in the Western sense where it's more of a okay. 
this is happening. We're going to stay calm and roll with it, you know? And he's here screaming, doing like yippies and stuff. I didn't like that portrayal. It just felt off to me, you know? That's my main beef. So, least favorite is the the meat pie guy. I felt like Alex Lee, great voice actor. I love what he was doing with Luke in Street Fighter. He's going to kill it as a Mr. Protagonist in Persona 3 Remake. I just felt that he wasn't... the Whoever directed him to voice Kaiman like that uh, needs to get their heads back. It, it's the same as the Japanese voice. I know, that's the problem. Because there's two different languages. There's different it, ways of speaking. Interesting, fun, uh, little fun fact. He's voiced in the Japanese, language. he's voiced by Obito. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have any problem with Japanese voice. How did it fit the setting and fit the uh, the rest of how the characters are voiced? Um, whoever, this kind of in English, he just felt out of sync with everyone else, you know? Mm-hmm. Spencer, you who's your least favorite? Um, probably Fujita. You know what? Fujita. Yeah. I, I was. I was like cooking on that. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. But you know what? Yeah, fuck Fujita. Annoying little prick. He's kind of a yeah. huge nerd, yeah. He's, not only is he a huge nerd, but man has absolutely zero backbone and is so like, okay. I get it. <laughs> One second. <laughs> He's eating his burger and sneezing at okay. the same time. Here we go. I'm going to go sneeze. talk about... Uh, hey, 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 hey. I just coughed. I'm, I'm good. I'm going to say his shoes are ridiculous. Yeah. And his shoes look, are ridiculous. He's got he no drip. shoes. Like, he has, like, the weirdest look. He's got, like, a Russian ass, like... Like, He wears, like, a fucking Pinocchio mask. And just the goofiest shoes. He wears, like, clown shoes. It's like, what are you doing, man? It, you get dressed in the dark or something? It's a Tengu mask. What? That's 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 what his mask is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a Tengu. Tengu, I... From Japanese mythology. Um, but, but no. So, I get it. If one of you guys were violently murdered in front of me, I'd be pretty upset. But I would not be that obsessed. Okay. Man needs to nut up or shut up, and he always shuts up. He also has Ebisu there, who's, like, obviously in love with him, and he's just like, but my friend! Uh, but I got news you, buddy. I'm working off TV jobs here. Fujita, 18 years old. Normal. Ebisu, 13 years old. So Bad. Bad. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, st- I mean Bad. yeah. Still. Bad because underage, and also bad because children. Dumb. Sure. Yeah. Stinky. Yeah, wait. Okay. Anyways. Um, I think he's also like fourth degree CTE, you know? Oh, I said him. Oh, nuts. Mentally. Pretty hardcore. Unstable. Oh, no. uh, yeah. oh God. But no, it's, it's, uh, it's not even that. I didn't say that they fuck. That's your fucking oh, interpretation, God. you oh. sick bastards. You're okay, not, you, Matt. Not, not, not you, Matt. You're not sick. Uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, what's, what's, what's going on here? What's, what's going on? I, I, I heard him. I'm trying to talk over it. But he keeps on making noises, which is really difficult I, for me I to... I sat on my own nuts. There we go. <laughs> Ugh, there Jesus. we go. Now... Are you okay, Shane? Are you actually okay? I'm in pain. Now, now, now that the fans know... Get over yourself. You know when you, you know when you sit down weird and you like pinch the corner of your nuts. <sighs> Anyways, my least favorite is Fujito too because he's a nerd. Yeah. We don't like nerds. This is funny. Heavy Sue is funny. I like he was guys. just fun. I, I, I actually, I, was, I actually like Ibisu quite a bit. <laughs> so she like, I'm not jerk, dude. That that's the thing. Like, that's it. Fuji Fuji appearances are only made bearable because fucking Ibisu's there. So usually, uh, it's annoying in the kind of way where it's endearing. You know. Mm-hmm. Fucking mm-hmm. fucking. Yeah, you need you need like a, if you make it an annoying character, you need like a non-annoying character there to like bounce off, so that way it's like yeah. not as bad. You need really, like a boring dude, which Fujita is good enough for me. That's why I don't hate him as much. He sucks, yeah. but like he's 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 the normal dude in this insane, stupid world that doesn't make any sense. That's why I kind of respect him, even though he has no sauce. He has zero <laughs> sauce. Man is dry as fuck. Yeah. No, yeah, no child. The driest man alive. His shoes, whack. His hair, whack. 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 His footsteps, whack. whack. Doesn't even skate faking. So, yeah. Me, I'm sick as fuck. <laughs> We're not playing that the video. Best, best video of all time. That's a tremendous uh, video. Yeah. All right. Uh, Shane, anything uh, Anything in particular you want to discuss like in detail? Shows uh, whack in a good way. I know I said I have my issues, but at the end of the day, you're right. You just take in the vibes and you roll with it, baby. Yeah, you it, You just need to, you just need to like, it's a vibe show. You just need to like, let it wash and, over you. And the vibe is fucking bizarre. The, vi- the vibes are, this is horrible. I, I can't stop watching. I don't watching. want to live right. here. The vibes are very rancid, and there's not many other shows that have rancid vibes. In in a yeah. good way, you know? There's yeah. like it's rancid as hell, but it, it's rancid as hell. Show's also funny, by the way, which I appreciate. Yeah, like Redo of Hero has obviously rancid vibes. <laughs> but I didn't you know. I didn't think we'd get to the point where we mentioned Redo of Healer. And directly compare it to Doro. Hey, Doro. Because yeah, I don't know where you're rancid, but like one's rancid in like an entertaining way, and one's rancid in a "I'm going to jail for watching this" kind of way. In a yeah, whoever want- conceived this is in like needs to be locked away, locked away, institutionalized. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Especially the women, because I've heard that the ladies let uh, do feel more than the dudes. Oh, yeah. And well, it's got a bigger female women, fan base, right? and then yeah, it's a better female identifying fan base and male identifying. And right. at least, in, at least in Japan, I do not know about the West. Oh, oh, it's the same in the West. No, it's the same in the West. It's, is it the same in the West? Okay, yeah, so it's, it's the same in the West then. Everybody yeah. that I talked to has been like, my girlfriend loves that show, and I'm just like, you mother. Just, you need you to know, you know, there's gotta, there's gotta be something going. There's gotta you be either, some okay, kind of like you either need to dump her immediately because she's. Will kill you in your sleep, or you're having the craziest. No, sex. I don't yeah, want to. Literally, like getting mad pussy. Okay, like the craziest. Listen, here's the thing. It really shows my thesis that bitches do be crazy. So. The most, the most Looney Tunes sex. <laughs> the Looney Looney Tunes ass sex. The, like the the craziest clown you've ever imagined. 
And as we all know, we at the Gap are down to clown. I'm not. Much sleep like are we doing want to final discuss? scores or like what's going on? <laughs> no, we're not doing final scores. Spencer, anything you want to discuss? Um, I want to discuss the writing because Hiroshi Seko, very good writer. Um, he's he's involved in er he's in every big show that ever happens ever. Correct, because man knows how to get his resume out there. I think um, it's very funny, by the way, that Adam really likes Storhe Do's writing and doesn't like Kaisen's writing when they're written by the same guy. <laughs> it's, it's it's Hiroshi Seko who does both. I think like, it's a source material. It's probably it's a source material. It's a yeah. source material thing. Seko Seko has yet to write anything, by the way, that isn't an adaptation. He only does adaptational stuff. Uh, Which is fine. Uh, he sticks close to to the adaptation of work. Um, yeah. He also did Chainsaw Man, uh, by the yep. way, as well. Um, so, uh, but like, you know, uh, the music in this show rules. It's like industrial as fuck. Um, it is industrial, yeah. Uh, no name, of course, is uh, a collective, but they made the music for this. They also did some of the music. They also helped with the OP. For uh, like produce the OP for Spy Family, the first one. Um, this one was specifically done by Arwen. The music. Um, the OP is weird and really captures the spirit and essence of the show from the like right off the what bat. Do you, what do you mean, man? It's just Nakato making gyoza. And yeah. it also goes through like six different EDs. What was the best? The think? mushroom one. Six. Yeah, no, it is six. Um, You're wrong, it's two. No, no, I'm saying six as in, like, there's six of them. I was just no, double-checking. I said which one's the best. Oh. The um, mushroom one. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, probably the... the nah, I'd say the third one. D-D-D-D. Does he not know that's the mushroom one? Matt, what do you think? Oh. Well, I think of what? Best open, like the best ED? Yeah, best yeah. ED. Because it's like six. Uh, I don't know. I honestly, I honestly don't know. I've liked the first one a lot. All right, um, for two. I think the second one's the best. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's the first, it's one of the first two. I think, I don't know. I, I think in the end, I think I might go with the second one, but I've re I really like that first one. I like that one quite a bit. I think mm -hmm. they, they did. Uh, really like that quite a bit. I just like the. I think the OP as a whole is stronger than any of the EDs. Personally, oh yeah, mm -hmm. I think that OP is really strong. Uh, but again, it's also oh, no name, yeah. who's really great, as Spencer said. Uh, the mm -hmm. thing I want to focus on when I want to talk is, is that uh, the thing I want to focus on uh, is the actual two D animation of this. I, I we really talked about the CG good. But the 2D, the actual 2D animation is Mappa at its best. Uh, now, all, the, Mappa at its best. I the anime, like the actual anime, the actual character designs are like, are like they they look straight out of Mappa's playbook. So I'm uh, Mappa's playbook. But I really, really like the actual animation of this. A lot of strong, so a lot of Sakuga in this. Mm -hmm. Lots of great character animation work. Uh, character animation. I, 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 I. I it's also rare for me to like praise like how gore looks in a show, but I the gore looks really good in this. <laughs> like like lots of, lots of great blood splatter in this. 
I will. I will. No, I. I always appreciate. I always appreciate when an anime has like really like like if they're trying to go gory, at least have like really good gore, and this has really good gore. It's not like what King's Game did and like have it literally look like fucking disgusting barbecue sauce. Uh, it actually like has like it's got like grinds to it. It's like it's, it's actually like had got like so it's got good color to it, uh, mm-hmm. which is. And someone yeah, watches someone all. Someone really got fucked up if it comes out, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. You know. Yeah. If someone's gonna, well, if, if if someone's gonna die brutally in a show, like whether like live action or anime or whatever, I want it to look. I want. I want them to look fucked up. I want. I want some fuck shit. And they look fucked up, and I like the and I like the goal in this. The action scenes are strong too. A lot of strong action scenes in this. Uh, even if this show isn't, it, it's marketed as an action show, and there's a lot of action. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's entirely one. Uh, no, uh, there's a lot more going on than action. There's a lot more going on. That. It's definitely more I'm leaning into like the fantasy story. side of things, where it's like it, it wants to you to immerse you in this really in this world, and then just have you be like, "Wow, I'm glad I'm not living there." Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, it's it, you know, it, which you know what? Fair. I'm I'm glad I'm not living there. I'm yeah, glad I'm not Spencer here. Spencer put it in a really enlightening way. It's a really fucked up slice of life show. Of course, it really is. Like, it's not just cute girls doing things, even though, you know, it's got Nikaido and Noi, but... It's a vibe show if the vibes were all bad. In the right way, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. that's what that's that's sort of this. Adam, anything you want to discuss? Um, uh, I don't know. You only, like thing I did like about the show, I guess we could talk about that because I remember the first time I watched it and I was like really uncomfortable by the uh, I call it the uh, Nikaido Hypnoslave arc. Is that the end of the season? I thought it was oh. a bit weird. I know it's in the show or in the, the book, so I really can't complain about it. I just thought it was like kind of gross, you know? Like, I get why it's there. It's like, because you you spend time with um, Noi and Shin, and you're like, oh, ends the funny mushroom guy. And then he kidnaps a character, you're really like, you know, the, the, the hot blonde lady. And then she, he kidnaps her and basically forces him to become, or forces her to become his uh, magic wife or whatever's going on there. And I get why mm-hmm. it's like that. I just felt that, you know, Yeah, it's a, uh, but yeah, I think the only issue I have, I think the biggest issue I have with the show is be, is honestly actually the fucking is the fact that the show doesn't have an ending, uh, so it yeah. just stops. It doesn't uh, have an antagonist either. Like, obviously, ends the main villainous force, but you spend a lot of time with him. You watch like a movie he made about himself, really funny in joke. Um, so you you don't really see him as like a direct opposing force to the characters because the characters do work alongside him and for him all the time. Doesn't we have the, the traditional trappings of a, uh, a, a of a show, you know? Like, even though he's a bad guy, he's not, like, you know, the main antagonist, I assume. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, there's a antagonist it- in the... In the book but yeah yeah I, I just wish i had i wish the show had a, like an actual end kind of like yeah, an actual it, ending it just ends you know mm-hmm. which is fine i would but, but which is which is fine because which is fine i it feels like they were banking on this getting another season and then it yeah. stopped no yeah it came out during covid too it was one of the covid shows so yeah it was, it, was, it was a it was it was a covid sh- it, well yeah it 
it, it, it wrapped up at the very at tail end of COVID. And so the obviously the its Blu-rays probably came out during COVID. And it's like, oh, no one's buying them. Yeah, because they're all inside, not going and buying anime Blu-rays. It wrapped uh, up in March, right? Which is the end of the season that got started. It really wrapped yeah, up. The last show episode was March 29th, 2020, which was yeah, literally, yeah. I believe, uh, like three or four days before Japan fully shut down. So... I remember like we it, got shut down midway through March, I think. Do you remember, Spencer? What, Japan? No, us. Oh, us? We were... Yeah. Uh, early, yeah. middle of March. Yeah, I remember we, we, had, um, we had a class together at 7 o'clock, and my prof's like, or our prof was like, I, don't, I think that's going to be the last time we see each other for a while. And mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, that's not real. There's been no cases in Windsor. This is going to be like SARS. And then it wasn't like SARS. But y'all remember COVID? Yeah, I I, I, I I unfortunately do. Let's move on to final scores. Shane, what do you give Doro Doro? I give Doro Hey Doro a very, very high 8 out of 10. Like it a lot. It's got some cool shit. It's a little messy. It, that, it, it, it's it. a little messy. <laughs> I think it's messy by design, though. So. But that messy is part of its charm. You are absolutely right. Yeah. All right, Spencer, what do you give Dora Dodo? I was checking my Mao to see what I got it, what I gave it when I originally finished it, and I'm still going to stick with that, just like Shane. A very high 8 out of 10, and if this gets the second season that finishes the adaptation, it'll be a 10 out of 10, hands down. But mm-hmm. very respectable 8. All right, Adam? This is a solid 9 for me. Ooh, shit. I thought Spencer was going to go with the 9, honestly. I like how fucked up it is. I like that there's um there's flying demons over the associate just screams morning and it's night. That was really funny. Yeah, same. There's like little things that, that make this show work. Yeah. Yeah. I like that shit too. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna go with Adam. I'm gonna design. Yeah, I think I think this I think there's, I think there's some shit. I don't know. I don't know. The more like Dory Dora, I got my quibbles with it. Most of most of the quibbles seem to be like just adaptational choices, less so the actual content itself. Because the actual yeah. content itself I really really fucking liked. I love I love this kind of fucked up the I love stories where they're just vibes and the vibes are bad. Like I love shit like that I, all the time. I like how unhinged it is. Mm-hmm. We need more unhinged shit, anyways. Like, yes. just give, like, like, just have. I love. I, I. There's a reason why I love movies and shows that are just kind of like, yeah, we're gonna get right into it. We're gonna explain nothing, and you're just along for the ride, bitch. And now here's a um, dude jizzing in the window. Deal with it. Yeah, and oh, that's fucking like fucking. That's why, like, the the that's why I'm, that's what I'm hoping from Furiosa for next year. Just fucking like, just jump right in. Who gives a shit? Let's y'all, go. Y'all saw and, Fury Road. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> and the the mangaka Shane, um, Q. What's her last name? Hayashida. Q. Hayashida. Yeah. Hayashida. Aside from that name showing up a ton in the actual show on like billboards and you know, or how when they show that 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 shot of the sorcerer world when they have that pie eating competition, mm-hmm. um, uh, the shop says Mappa on it, but. Uh, Q Hayashida uh, did a illustration for a cover of a Bloodborne manga, um, and it's mm. in the Doro Heidoro art style. I'll see mm-hmm. if I can find it. But it's yeah. She's also cool. currently writing another manga called Die Dark. It is uh, Die Dark, which is oh apparently oh my god, she wrote that. Yeah. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. 
You okay? Die Dark good? fucking rules, dude. Yeah, she's the writer of Die Dark as well, which is, from what I can tell, just Dorhe Doro in space. Uh, you know what? That makes so much more sense now that I know it's her. Because yeah, <laughs> I've read Die Dark, and yeah, it's just Dorhe Doro in space. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bill, why did I do this? And I found out it was a girl who wrote it. I was like, that's yeah, pretty that's, fucking wild. That's tight. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> That's tight, dude. Yeah, it is tight. Yeah. All right. Really, and really that's really more fucked up art. Yeah. And that is Dorae Doro. Now, time to move on to our next feature anime of the podcast. If you don't know how this works, we rotate every time between a pick from me and Shane, as well as a. As well as a. That's tight. Uh, uh, yeah. the, the, random, the randomizer. I. Uh, you forgot what it was did. called for a second. I forgot what it was called. Um, this was a randomizer, so it's time for a pick yeah. from me Shane, or Shane. And it's my turn to pick, because the last pick was Simple Gear. Uh, so what are we do? So what are we doing? Well, we're gonna be doing a show that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. It's an adaptation of one of my all-time favorite manga. Uh, it is Amen. it's Amen. one of the you know, it is one of the it is one of the it's one of the first shows that I ended up is it's one of the first is one is one of the first like kind of like 20, 2010s shows I ended up watching because like when I watched when I started getting into anime I was mostly watching like older stuff it was like one of the first twenty like to, like mo- basically modern anime I really got into well, um, worthless so <laughs> and it's and it's uh, and and it's and with the fact that it is getting another season eventually I think it's about time we just finally talk about it we're gonna be talking about we're gonna be talking about next time on the podcast. Blue Exorcist, as well as its second season, the Kyoto uh, Kyoto Saga. Uh, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while. I'm a big fan of the series. I'm a big fan of the series. It's one of my per. It's a, it is a per, and it is a personal. It is a personal favorite of mine. So I'm hoping that I can finally. Get, it'll also give me an excuse to rewatch it because it has been like at least I want to at least for the original series. It's been ten years since I've seen it. It's been a decade. So it would give me a really good chance to go back and actually like rewatch it for the first time in so fucking long so we'll be talk. so keep it so keep an eye out for that i'm your host matt aka legion rex you can find me on twitter at legion rex you can also find me on youtube at the same name and i'm also sometimes once the blue moon stream on twitch with my host i also have shane aka the beard one you can find him on twitter at beauty gaming network as well as on youtube at the beauty gaming network where he posts oh. podcasts let's plays uh old streams gameplay oh. videos much of other stuff Go check him out there. He also uh, is on Twitch, where he is currently not streaming. Uh, he is currently not streaming. He's on hiatus. But will he be streaming sometime in the future? Probably. Wink, wink. wink, wink nudge, nudge. It's sooner wink, than you think. Wink, 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 nudge, nudge. He will be back eventually. With wink, me, wink, also nudge, nudge. Spencer. Full cocks out. You can find him on Twitter at Beery Burton with two E's, E's. where he likes a lot of cosplay pictures, and he's the he's the fan page of the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, have the Cincinnati Bengals given you a bagel? Well, considering football isn't started yet, no, no, damn, no. Where else am I going to get my bagels? Also, they're from Cincinnati. They're not exactly known for their bagels. Yeah. Bagels exist everywhere, dude. That's racist. Not a, a skyline slave. Oh, racist. Ra- bagels are not a racial thing. Yes, Unless but assuming that certain p- 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 assuming that certain parts of the world 
are not known for their bagels, that's racist because bagels exist everywhere. So fuck you, Spencer. Are you Cincinnati isn't a part of the world, Shane. He's a part of Ohio. And we can't be racist against Ohio. I mean, isn't everyone racist against Ohio? You should be. It's Ohio. (laughs) They deserve it. It's Ohio. With me, I also have I also have our resident sports man, Adam. You can find him on Twitter at Yun Enron, um, where he is writing a book. Uh, you can go follow him there for more. He's doing that writing shtick. I keep I keep it quiet. I like to get my cards close to my chest, but it's coming along well. He likes skin steps. That's what I'm gonna be working on. So I'm uh, more than halfway done right now. He he likes to I don't get know, his steps drink water, like, eats peas. Exactly. I don't know if I'll ever ma- like mass publish it, but you know, just start your own label and publish it yourself, dude. Yeah, but that's a lot of money. That's a lot of work too. I don't have I have a job. Get a get a loan or a grant or something. Lots make friends with a legal phone. professional. Network, exactly. Adam. I guess. Networking. That's too much work. Else. I don't want to do that. I want to write. So you have to talk to Buy people. Talking to Dogecoin. <laughs> I might. Yeah. Bro, invest in crypto and then you'll be a crypto billionaire and then you can fund your own fucking firm. Well, I lose it all in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he becomes like the he would become like the must. Here's, here's what would happen. He would make it big on crypto. He would yeah. win millions. He would start yeah. his own publishing company. And then in yeah. the process of self-publishing his own book, it skyrockets to number one bestseller worldwide. And then mm-hmm. he ends up buying an nft of his own book which then makes him go bankrupt mm. i like how you're implying i'm too dumb to divest from crypto like the once in one crypto always in crypto bro you know how it works it's not the needle it's the bubble bro all right yeah. <laughs> all right we'll see you next time for fucking blue exorcist no crypto here yeah no crypto fuck you Thank you for listening to The Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to The Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week.